recap, in our first two episodes of this series, Stoke City finished bottom of the league twice. And not only is that pretty impressive, we also, at the end of last season, managed possibly the most humiliating season in Stoke's history. I mean, that's going to be hard to top. I'm sure we'll find a way, but uh, a humiliating season for Stoke City that ends with them not being re-elected back into the Football League which means Stoke City are playing the 1890-91 to season. Sorry, this is the Stoke FC season, yes. not Stoke City. We, we can't call not them City Stoke City for yet. a while yet. Yes, this is correct. Uh, but Stoke are playing in the Football Alliance, uh, the kind of... I, I, it's not... Because it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not directly below it, because it's not no, really... It's, it's not quite a second division because the second division hasn't been invented yet, but it is roughly equivalent, I guess. Mm. It's, it's just a, it's a, the football alliance just is twelve teams made up from the Midlands and the North. It was a secondary competition, but yeah, not 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 an FA competition, despite its initials being the FA. Right. Huh. Um, so. As always, we like to take take we like to take a trip outside of football, and uh, just kind of let ourselves know what was happening in the world uh, at this point in history. So, in eighteen ninety, the first underground London railway is opened, also known as the Tube. Folding cardboard box is invented. Vincent van Gogh kills himself, and comedy legend Stan Laurel is born. But there was more slapstick on the pitch. Stoke City began life in the Football Alliance. Right. So after the first two episodes, Tony, I want some good news. Give me some good news. You know what? I'm going to give you some good news. We didn't finish bottom of the league. In fact. The Wednesday finished bottom of the league, soon to be known as Sheffield Wednesday, but at that point they're just referred to as the Wednesday everywhere, which is quite lovely. Um, who else did we beat in the league? Nottingham Forest. <gasps> Those yeah. really old, old, definitely oldest club um, <laughs> who weren't even founder members of the Football League couldn't even beat us in the Football Alliance. Who else did we beat? Sunderland Albion. We're above Sunderland Albion. Sunderland had two teams. They had the one that went up in, and took our place, and Sunderland Albion, who finished second in the league in the in the alliance. Sorry, what? which means we must have finished. We won. We won the league. We won the league. Stoke City won the football alliance. The, the yes. first time of trying, it's like yeah. almost almost embarrassingly easy for Stoke. It was like what we expected our first season back in the Championship to be. It, it was like, yeah. oh, just bang, done that. See you later. Um, The Football Alliance is a very, very strange one because those 12 founder members we talked about in the first episode, they all still exist. Well, you can argue Accrington isn't the same club as Accrington Mm. Stanley, but maybe kind of in the popular imagination, they all kind of still exist as the same clubs. Whereas uh, the Football Alliance is a very strange one. There's some weird names. Yeah. Crew Alexandra? Crew, never heard of them. Nope. Um, so, like you said, Sunderland Albion. Who knew Sunderland had a second team? Uh, 
and Birmingham St. George's. Who we beat on the opening day of the season. There you go. 6-3. So Birmingham St. George's, they're not the same as what Birmingham City would become, are they? I think they're They're a different team entirely that kind of folded. Um, So Nottingham Forest. Darwin, now that's interesting uh, because are you aware of Darwin as a place? Vaguely, it's it's your side of the Pennines, I think. Yeah, it's uh, near Blackburn, and that's kind of what it's basically famous for is being near Blackburn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they've got a, a football team uh, here, and what's uh, interesting is that Darwin actually go up despite finishing sixth. They are yes. re- they, they are elected uh, t- to the league. Uh, I don't I don't. It's not technically going up, but they're chosen. Out yes. of uh, out of the football alliance, so Stoke City get there on merit, having won the league. But Darwin in sixth uh, get chosen uh, for the football league status. Uh, so God knows what Sunderland Albion fans would have made of that. Maybe well, I could... think even by winning the league, we weren't assured of re-election. It mm. just meant we'd done quite well, and then the the people voting still just pick from whoever applies. I don't know if Sunderland Albion might not even have applied for membership of the the Football League, but it's it's an odd thing, isn't it? I guess yeah. we're so used to promotion and relegation just being a thing. This is more like the American system, but it's just mind-boggling and confusing. Mm. Other teams in this league included Warsaw Town Swifts, uh, Newton Heath, which would go on to be... I'm uh, quizzing uh, you now. They Villa... No, a little, oh, no, little man, you little known team called Manchester United. Oh no, and small Heath. Ah, they grow up to be Birmingham. Yes, that's where I'd confused. <laughs> I like the idea of teams growing up. Yeah, well, they're just toddling around at the minute. Yeah. In the they're alliance. like uh, Pokemon; they just evolve into uh, <laughs> other teams. So you get Stoke, Stoke Ramblers, Stoke City is the kind of final stage Pokemon, um, and then Bootle. 11th, Bootle. Ooh. Are you familiar, familiar with Bootle? I know where it is, so I could probably guess it might have turned out to be one or other of a different team, but maybe it didn't. I, I that, don't do they grow that, up to be? I don't think they do. It didn't. It's its its own thing in its own right. Um, in fact, their first fixture was against Everton. Oh. Um, Everton at this point already do exist in the, uh, in the Football League. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bootle FC no longer exists, but uh, based in Merseyside, of course. So yeah, it got, it, I kind of enjoyed researching the season purely because of the kind of weird variance in teams that we've uh, been presented with. Yeah, uh, like a mixture of teams that no longer exist and a few teams that still do. Uh, I think so, um, one thing I noticed looking through these was the Walsall Town Swifts. I think Swifts was commonly a name for the reserves because when we lost in the cup on the same day as we lost in the league it was Stoke Swifts who represented Mm. us in the cup Um, so I think Walsall Town Swifts might in fact just be Walsall um, at this point anyway but not but then the first team weren't in the league or the alliance so maybe the reserves were just loads better than the first team I don't know but yeah it's weird isn't it yeah um, like we we don't get a lot of team nicknames emerging at this point. We don't have a lot of uh, Rovers, Towns and Uniteds. We've just basically got the name of where the team is. Um, yes. 
I mean, at, at this point, in a lot of cases, you don't need to differentiate. Um, the Wednesday is a fascinating name because how how the hell does that come about? Um, so they formed from the Wednesday Cricket Club, and I presume that was yeah. just because they played matches on Wednesdays. Is that is I'm, that I'm basically pretty it? sure it it was. I, I think certainly the the cricket club played on the Wednesdays on Wednesday, and then that name stuck, and whatever happened happened, and then they form a football club. But then Stoke Football Club, I think, formed with. Victoria Cricket Club, if I remembered that right, going back before eighteen eighty eight. I definitely knew this a couple of days ago, but uh, that's that's possibly the case, and that might be the Victoria ground. How that all yeah. happened? Certainly, um, the Victoria Athletic Club was a thing as well, and I think the Cricket Club, the Athletic Club, and the Football Club all sort of merged together to form this behemoth we know now. Hmm. So, um, on the pitch then this season. Uh, quite interesting uh, in terms of there's quite a big event that happens in this season in terms of footballing history so it's not just a Stoke get relegated brackets not re-elected and have a good season in another league there's very significant uh, events happening we'll just kind of run through how we did on the pitch so like like you said we did win the league 33 points 3 points ahead of Sunderland Albion uh, play yeah, 22, yeah. one thirteen, drawn 7, lost 2. Sunderland Albion actually much better than us in terms of goal average, goals for, goals against, but we just have that one result better than them. Uh, notable results uh, include a 6-3 opening day win at home to Birmingham St. George's. Uh, Baker scored a lot of goals this season, as did Dunn, but our top scorer was uh, a man who's been mentioned in a previous episode, Alf Edge. Uh, who was joint top scorer in all competitions with a brilliantly Victorian uh, named Wilmot Turner. I, I feel <laughs> like he should be a highwayman, highwayman of uh, some renown. But yeah, uh, 6-3 win over Birmingham St. George's. They actually um, did us at their place, beat us 5-2. Uh, we had a 6-2 win over Darwin... Uh, yes. Quite a few four twos, a five one win against the Wednesday last game of the season. Mm. Uh, attendances are pretty much the same. The, the highs, the high attendances aren't as high as uh, in the football league, but we we don't fall below a thousand fans at this point. And yeah, it's it's interesting how football is yet to really catch on as uh, you know a popular thing to do. Certainly to the extent that you're getting. You know, crowds of ten thousand plus. That that's still very much yet to happen uh, for Stoke City. But very high-scoring, entertaining games uh, from uh, match nine until the rest of the season. Stoke do not lose in the league. Uh, make light work of a lot of teams. FA Cup actually a massive, massive scalp in the first round of the FA Cup as yeah. well, beating. Twice champions of England, uh, Preston North End, 3 0. Uh, in front of uh, 8,000 people 8, as well. 000, That's pretty good for us. Yeah, 8,000. 8, uh, Preston seemed to draw the crowds in, I think, mm. partly as a result of that invincible first season. That They are very much the, uh, the star attraction in football at this point. And then we go ahead and beat Aston Villa 
also of the Football League uh, 3-0 in round two. And then we get an away tight Notts County and we stuff it up. We lose 1-0. So a bit more pride in, in our cup run this time around. Uh, a crowd of 16,000 at that Notts County game. So, mm. Mm, interesting. Third round again, though. Solid. Yeah, yeah, not, Good we're still not getting in, into the last stages. But it, it is in that uh, Notts County third round game uh, that, uh, you know, we, I kind of thought when, when starting this project, like, are we just going to talk about like the minutiae of Stoke finishing 15th in a season? <laughs> like, is there much broader historical importance to us reviewing Stoke City season by season? Well, it is when you consider that in this season, uh, well, when, A, not even in the Football League, uh, in this season, we invent the penalty kick by being... Just... By by, be, by having... Shit By having football shit on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another recurring yeah. theme that's uh, come from our first few episodes is uh, just football, just, just absolutely... Uh, not smiling on Stoke, let's put it that way. So, so yeah. Stoke are effectively the ball, and football is kicking us yeah. a lot of the time. So, Stoke play a major part in the formation of the penalty kick when, in February nine, in February eighteen ninety one, we were knocked out of the FA Cup in the third round by Notts County after beating Preston North End and after Aston Villa in previous rounds. With time running out and Stoke pressing for an equaliser, Notts County's defender Hendry handled in the area, so the referee gave a free kick to Stoke. Notts County put all 11 men on the line and Stoke failed to score. The same referee who recognised what an unjust event had occurred later became a football legislator and it was he who introduced the penalty kick to the Football League and FA Cup competitions for the 1891-92 season, which was the following season. Next season, not, yeah. not that it helped us now. That could have been perhaps Stoke's first FA Cup denied because they hadn't thought that, you know, you can just shit out your way out of conceding. Yeah, just, maybe that's we, how our defensive record was that good in the first couple of seasons. <laughs> perhaps that's what we were doing. Yeah. We are just masters of the 11-man wall. <laughs> uh, Let's say mad. not. It's mad, like when you look at these results and you just say, "Oh, like our six three and you imagine a, a similar, exciting game of a similar scoreline that you've been to or have experience of in the present day, and then you think, "Hang on, these games didn't have penalties." <laughs> it's no. it is completely different. It's a completely alien world. Well, they uh, they it, only invented the referee. Time. Yeah, they only invented the referee in eighteen eighty one. So the yeah. referee is still a relatively new concept at this point because before that it was just the captains were trusted to keep it all sensible. Yeah, and they and they had to stand at the side of the pitch and drop. I think they dropped a hanky to indicate a decision. So all the players could have their backs turned to the referee, and the referee would be like, "Oh no, I've spotted something," and drop a hanky on the pitch. That's yeah. yeah the whistle yeah. is still to come. Yeah, we haven't even got whistles yet, and. Uh, in fact, it's only this season, 1890, that a rule was brought in saying a goal can't be scored directly from a goal kick. So I don't know if we were doing that before, but certainly at this point, um, I'm trying to remember when it is that direct free kicks are invented. Um, 
I think we're still away before that. So if you get a free kick on the edge of the area, and of course the area doesn't exist yet, so if you get a free kick within range of the goal and you shoot and score, it doesn't count because you can't score from a free kick at this point. It's a different game. Yes. Well, well, speaking of different games uh, entirely, um, as we mentioned, uh, Stoke only lost two games this season. Uh, Both defeats came in Birmingham, 5-2 at St George's and 5-1 at Small Heath. And in both games, the Stoke City keeper was carried off with an injury. Um, I think this is perhaps a a feature of Victorian football that... uh, happened a lot is you know stick one in on the keeper brackets mm. no seriously really stick one in yes. uh, because uh, both goalkeepers Bill Rowley and Wilf Merritt are carried off in those games due to injuries uh, but you know no reserve keeper available no substitute available nothing so pick an outfield player they go in goal and surprise surprise Stoke City lose uh, both games uh, fairly handily um, but eventually, both of them, yeah. yeah. But eventually, what happens is uh, we sign the wicketkeeper from Staffordshire County Cricket Club. Hooray! <laughs> Ike Brooks. It's just oh, he that's sort of a similar skill. Yeah. Imagine if uh, if there was an injury in the England squad and we and we called up Joss Butler. <laughs> just appealing um, every time he catches it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, a, a very entertaining season for Stoke. We win the league, invent the penalty, and crucially, uh, we get re-elected. We do indeed. Yes. And in the next episode, you'll find out about Stoke's return to life in the Football League, where we're not playing in red and white stripes because of bloody <gasps> Sunderland. Bastards. Uh, anything else from this season before we uh, round it up? I think that's all I've got. But aren't we glad to be back in the Football League? Oh, absolutely. So, 1890-91. The chairman was Mr S Barker. The manager was Joseph Bradshaw. Stoke City played at the Victoria Ground with the highest home attendance of 4,000 versus Warsaw Town Swifts and the lowest of 1,000 against Crew Alexandra. The, uh, Stoke City finished top first of the Football Alliance Yay. with 33 points. And reached the third round of the FA Cup. The top goal scorer in the league was Alf Edge with 12. The top goal scorer in all competitions was shared between Alf Edge and Wilmot Turner with 12 goals. That's Thank nice. you very much. Yes, 12. That's more than double the previous double season's figures. top goal scorer. <laughs> yes, this, these are heady times, Stoke. Stoke going up. Thank you very really? much for listening to Stoke City. What's it called again? Stoke City News. By season thing, undisclosed project title. Yeah, we should write it down. <laughs>